0: Welcome to Harmonia. In this hour, works by composers who have received stamps of approval from music theorists. Some theorists heralded the arrival of new musical eras. Others chose to reflect on the musical achievements of past generations and peers. Join us as we examine Renaissance music in theory. Let's take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on 1163, a year of news and a year to remember. The news is of death and rebirth. Heloise d'Argentry, a French nun, writer and renowned scholar, requests that her body be buried alongside that of her lover, Peter Abelard. To this day, doubt exists as to whether Heloise and Abelard remain physically separated in death as they were throughout much of life. Two Parisian cemeteries lay claim to the remains of Abelard and Heloise. The precise location of their resting place is still unknown. In that same year, St. Etienne, or St. Stephen's, which had stood since the 4th century, gave way to what would become Notre Dame de Paris. The year 1163 marks the laying of Notre Dame's cornerstone. According to myth, the construction of a new cathedral near the right bank of the River Seine was masterminded by Maurice de Sully, Bishop of Paris, who sketched his glorious vision of Notre Dame de Paris on the ground before St. Etienne. It's uncertain whether Maurice de Sully or Pope Alexander III, both of whom were present at the foundation-laying ceremony, placed Notre Dame's cornerstone. The construction of Notre Dame de Paris coincides with the development of musical practices that would come to be codified in the Magnus Liber, the Great Book of Organum. The Magnus Liber Organi of Master Leonin may be one of the first large-scale musical undertakings of any composer known to us today. A 13th century English music theorist, known as Anonymous Four, names both Leonine and Paratine as greatest composers of different types of organum. Like the foundation supporting Notre Dame Cathedral's towering framework, the foundation for organum is Plainchant. Plainchant served as a musical foundation for a polyphonic framework of multiple voices. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1163. I'm Angela Mariani. You can find out more about the people, events, and music from this era online, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books, in our gift store, harmoniaearlymusic.org. shop. <laughs> What is good music? This has been a topic of debate for centuries, and scholars and theorists have never been short on opinions. This hour we're exploring some of the composers whose music has earned a theoretical so-called stamp of approval. In his monumental treatise, the Dodeca Cordon, 16th century Swiss music theorist Heinrich Glarion highlighted composers whose compositions represented the highest musical achievements of the time. Let's listen to music by three of these composers. First, Antonio de Cabezon's musical Gloss on the Benedictus from Josquin Dupre's Missa La Following that, a mass movement by Antoine Brumel and a motet by Jacob Obrecht. Fretwork performed Jakob Obrecht's Motet Si sumsero. Before that, music from Antoine Brumel's Missa et Ece Motus, or And Behold the Earth Moved, performed by the Huelgas Ensemble, directed by Paul van Nevel, And Edward Martinez and trio Unda Maris performed Antonio de Cabezon's take on the Benedictus from Josquin's Missa La Marmée. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Another composer, mentioned by Heinrich Glarion in his Dodeca Cordon is the French composer Antoine de Févin. Glarion writes that Antoine was a follower of Josquin Dupré. After leaving his hometown of Arras in the late 1480s, Antoine de Févin came to work as a singer and composer for Louis XII of France around the year 1507. Antoine's requiem mass in honor of Anne, Duchess of Brittany, wife of Louis XII, was composed for an impressive funeral that lasted a total of 40 days. Music from Antoine de Févin's Requiem Mass for Anne de Bretagne, performed by Ensemble Douce Mémoire. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana partial support also comes from early music america celebrating 25 years of service to the field of early music on the web at earlymusic.org. i'm angela mariani We continue our theme of theorist-approved music with some composers from the Venetian school. Composers active in Venice from roughly 1550 to 1610 crafted works in what were considered traditional and modern styles. The emergence of musical innovations such as multiple choirs of voices and instruments, echo effects, and other creative uses of musical space mark a turning point in the development of Western music. Music theorists like Giuseppo Zarlino and Thomas Morley made note of a modern musical style and even went so far as to separate modern and older music into disparate camps. Composers like Villert, Croce, and Gabrielli were considered to be heralds of a new music that would blossom during the early Baroque.
1: Non che mora, che che voglio vivere tanto. messia, messia Parco senti dopo che quest'una piegora con qualche colo fa parte vada fa alla forma tea. Sti seduti dunque, mamma, non, non dire quando la vero penser tu non te lo hai nascosto. Ti odio, ti odio, ti odio, ti che stravaganza è questa in questo luogo? Sena, she can't live on the ego. Don't go to the world, please. Gas, you'll see, so, 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 della so, Che mi not going me. I'm not me. Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: Currende Vocal Ensemble and Concerto Palatino perform Adrian Villert's setting of Psalm 115, di Propter Quod Locutus Sum. Following that, Collegio Vocale Strumentale Uterpe performed Giovanni Croce's Echo for Three Voices and Luigi Ferdinando Tagliavini performed Andrea Gabrielli's Intonazione del Primo Tono. Hundreds of archived episodes, playlists and podcasts can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Founded in 1986 at Oxford University, the vocal and instrumental ensemble I Fagiolini currently presents as many as 50 world-class performances throughout Europe and North America per year. Our featured recording is by I Fagiolini and contains music composed by Alessandro Strigio, a friend of the influential Italian music theorist Vincenzo Galilei. I Fagiolini premieres Alessandro Strigio's 40-part Missa Eco Sibiata Giorno in a new version for voices and instruments. This massive polyphonic work was most likely inspired by Thomas Tallis's Alium, also included on the disc. Here's music of Alessandro Strigio. Music from the 2011 Decca label release of Alessandro Strigio's Mass in 40 Parts, performed by Ifa Giolini. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. The writer for this edition of Harmonia was Laura Osterland. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash and our staff, David Wood, Anna Pranger, John Bailey, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KOHM at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.